Oh, shit. Is that an... Did a wild Ian appear? It may perhaps. Can you hear me? I can. Um, I'm assuming you're using your phone like a phone. I'm using uh, my car like a phone. Mm. So, um, just as a forewarning, this is a off-the-cuff, off-script little bit that I'll probably include into a behind-the-scenes thing. So, okay. can I just say, fuck everything? <laughs> Dude, you've only been playing the Warzone, though, right? Yes. I mean, um, I'm the only one working right now, so it's not like I got 60 bucks to drop on. Um, right. No, I, 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 I understand that the, the biggest, so the biggest issue with uh, Call of Duty right now is the fact that, one, Activision wasn't ready for the amount of people that were going to be playing due to this whole Rona shit. Um, mm. Mm. so you have, you have an abundance, an absolute abundance of people playing that is almost too much for the servers to handle. And therefore, uh, you run into lag issues, cutoff issues, but that's not even that's not even including the sweaty people that you run into the that have nothing else to do with their lives but play this. So what they do is instead of uh, instead of doing anything else with themselves, they'll they'll run these these maps and they'll basically just just for lack of a better uh, term, fuck with people. Um, well, remember, this is this is a safe space, Ian. You can say what the fuck you want here. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, but, so like, I'll put it to you this way. There's three different types of players when it comes to Modern Warfare Warzone. Mm-hmm. And, and and those three different types of players will uh will honestly be based off of which war zone they play, whether it's the battle royale or mm-hmm. the plunder version. Mm-hmm. So uh, my friends and I have been playing plunder when we go into war zone because the battle royale is just it hot yeah, garbage. It's it's it, it, it's a really shitty version of PUBG, to to be honest. Fortnite. Um, um, no, because like Fortnite is like a acid users uh, take on PUBG. Mm. So wait, so okay, so you're you're trying to say that. Warzone Battle Royale is like a fucked up version of Apex Legends. Uh, I don't, I don't remember ever playing Apex Legends. 
Um, Apex Legends is the free-to-download version of Titanfall. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I'm, no, so, so, uh, Warzone Battle Royale is a fucked up version of, of PUBG. And, mm. uh, Fortnite okay. is an acid users version of PUBG. Active users version acid, of PUBG acid. plus Minecraft. No, 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 no. Acid. You know those guys that take acid as a, as a, or, or fucking, uh, oh. take a- uh, Okay, so you said acid, not active. Yes, acid. An acid user gotcha. or mushroom user's version of PUBG. Because it, when you shoot a person, a house like automatically blooms in their corpse. Well, there's that and the, the, the whole cartoonish vibe and everything. It just... Fortnite to me is is uh, uh, almost Roger Rabbit esque version of PUBG, whereas hmm. plus PUBG's PUBG's okay. I've played PUBG. I don't mind it. It it's it's not bad. I've 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 finished it in top five uh, a few times before I I took it off my Xbox, but um. But when it comes well, to Fortnite, Fortnite is like a, an acid user slash Roger Rabbit version of PUBG. Uh, and um, Modern Warfare's uh, uh, Battle Royale Warzone is, is it's better than Fortnite, but it's not much better. Um, mm. But Plunder... Okay. Plunder... Oh, let me... Can, yeah, go ahead. Let me let me tell you, I fucking love plunder. I fucking love that shit. So plunder, uh, you're gonna have uh, the three types of users uh, players in plunder are the guys that are going balls to the wall, hardcore. Their goal is to be number one, and nothing else will satisfy them. Uh, these are the guys that they they always have the same four guys playing. They they they're on their uh, little uh, communication uh, at all times. These are the guys that are probably uh, <laughs> doing two man uh, two man teams with their four man squad, and they're uh, like clearing houses with with close quarters uh, precision accuracy. Then you have the guys that get fucked up by everybody, uh, and they're just trying to, you know, have fun with it. They're hunting for money. They're they're just trying to play. Um, And then you have people like me. Um, Mm. I go in there. And I just do it to have fun. I think the last, the last. So I played a game before, uh, uh, before coming into to work, whatever. And um, the entire game, my buddy and I were running around in tactical quads, 
just running people over, stealing their stuff, and then going back to running people over. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. Last night, uh, so um, I play. I play another game, Rocket League. Love it. Um, I when I get frustrated, mm. when I get frustrated with Modern Warfare, I change over to Rocket League, and then when I get frustrated with Rocket League, I change back over to Modern Warfare. So, um, uh, last night, so uh, I made friends. So Rocket League again, so we can play. Yeah, hey, bro. If, if you download Rocket League, we'll play. I, I, I do it on a regular basis now. But uh, last night, I made friends with a couple of guys on Rocket League, and um, after we got done, uh, I want to say it was like five or six matches uh, on Rocket League, uh, where they helped me out with a couple of challenges. Me and uh, the other dude. Um, or one of the other dudes went into Modern Warfare, a Warzone plunder. Um, we did a couple of matches where we were actually like hitting up certain areas, trying to gather as much as possible, take out top earners, and then and then and then try and try and get a, a top five or, or higher. Uh, I think we we ended up. Uh, taking home uh, first in one of the matches. Uh, and then we mm -hmm. ran into these two guys that were like, hey, we like to sit in this one spot and just snipe people that are trying to get <laughs> money. And uh, just, you know, and so from that point on, it stopped being about uh, hunting down money and stuff like that and just fucking with people just to piss them off. And and it it, it is insanely fun um seeing how ragey people get when you kill them repeatedly um to the point where they quit the game um oh, i haven't gotten there yet we uh we we had so there was uh two different matches where we had at least three people that kept going back to, to try and get their money from us after we killed them. Uh, and, and we like continue to kill them and kill them and kill them. And then next thing you know, that, um, so-and-so has left the match or so-and-so has left the match. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I went, I'm, I, you and I are the similar chaotic neutral, so on and so forth. But last night, uh, I was uh, pure chaotic evil and I was loving every minute of it. <laughs> well, I would expect you to do nothing less good, sir. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like right now, uh, Modern Warfare and Rocket League are, are things that, that keep me not necessarily sane because I never really was, but uh, it keep me out of mm. trouble, we'll say. Mm. It keeps you from climbing the clock tower, so to speak. Uh, more like Division Headquarters building, but yeah, we'll go that way. Mm, well, I mean, you you understand what I'm saying when I say climb the clock tower because uh, I had told that to my uh, 
<laughs> I told that to my supervisor who uh, hadn't served and uh, he was like, um, yeah, oh, oh, okay, just uh, tell me when to wear red. And I'm just like, eh, you're you're on the no-kill list. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I already said, there's uh, a couple of guys at work. I'm just like, bro, I'm not even going to be like, don't go to work today. I'm just going to send you a text. It's going to be like, bro, today. And, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna. They're, they're gonna ask me why I didn't show up to work, and he's gonna be like, "Well, you'll know in a minute." I'm not, so I don't claim the 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 small portion of of white heritage that I that I have. Um, However, if you motherfuckers want the crazy white boy to come out, I will guarantee the crazy white boy will come out and you will regret every fucking decision in your goddamn life. But that's all I have to say about that. I like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I play it on a regular... Sorry, I was... uh kind of sort of coughing my brains out. Repeat that last bit. Which last bit? The last bit where I say, I really like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I play it a lot. No, before that. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I said that um, I don't claim the white, uh, the white, the small white portion of uh, heritage that I have, uh, but if people want the crazy white boy to come out, the fucking crazy white boy will come out and they will regret every fucking life decision that they've ever made. Bro, let me let me give you a uh, an internet elbow because we're not supposed to touch hands or whatever anymore. Or I could give you a live long and prosper. Whatever the fuck that shit is, like. Uh, um, like Demolition Man called it. Like you remember, fucking yeah, Wesley Snipes, Rob fucking Snyder, and the other dude. Uh, yeah, I think that one even had Cinder Bullock in it. Yeah, it did. But like they they did the high five, but stopped like three inches from yeah. each other's hands, <laughs> and then like did the rotating thing, yeah. like. And back then we were like, "What the fuck is that bullshit?" And now it's like, "Ah, <laughs> air high five." Looking into the future, gotcha, bro. I uh, like even when I was at work, I'd be like, "Air high five," and I'm like high five somebody from across the room. And funny, funny enough, um, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago. For the job, I went to a house, and and one of the little kids was like, "Hi, I'm name here," and he put his hand out, and I was like, "I'm sorry, here, I'll give you an elbow," and he was like, "Oh yeah," kind of kind of deflated, and I was like, "Nah, motherfucker, you ain't give me that shit. You can you can bump my elbow." <sighs> But yeah, um, hmm. <sighs> um, also, since it's since it's just us us chaotics in here, um, K 
can I tell you I'm a, I'm a little pissed that Christy's been in the fucking hospital for a month? Yeah, I I don't blame you uh, at all. I'm actually ready to go uh, and um, remove her from the hospital, then burn said hospital to the ground. Oh, so you are being a chaotic evil. I, I told you. Um, I I I'll put it to you this way: when it comes to life, normally. I'm not even really a chaotic neutral. I'm more of a, a a neutral neutral, almost full neutral. Uh, occasionally, like chaotic good, if you want to call it that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, over the last uh, few months, um, I've I've blown towards chaotic neutral to full on chaotic evil. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, um, in in have in having a conversation with my friend Gerald, who you've been on the podcast with us, mm-hmm. I had told him that I thought I was a chaotic neutral, and he was like, "No, no, 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 no! Hold my seltzer water! I'm going to tell you that you're not chaotic, chaotic neutral." He seems to think I'm chaotic good. Now, let me ask you, what do you think? I think for the most part, you're chaotic good. You have moments where you're chaotic neutral. Uh, You even have moments where you're chaotic evil. However, your chaotic evil and your chaotic neutral moments kind of like balance out to to, almost, almost neutralize each other. But you want to, I'll say this. You you have your moments where you're chaotic neutral, but at the same time you really, if anything, chaotic good. Um, as much as you may not mm. want to admit it. Uh, well, when you say it that way, um, let me just take my well-oiled little uh, crazy revolver pointed at you and say, "You ain't, you ain't gonna take this guy from me." <laughs> See, like I said, every now and then you have a chaotic evil moment, and that's okay. You're allowed to, but you're not true chaotic evil, not even true chaotic neutral. Malcolm Reynolds was not chaotic evil. He was chaotic good. Okay. I'm talking about Firefly. Bro, I I haven't... it, I haven't watched Firefly in so long that I've actually forgotten it. <laughs> so um, I'll say this then. Um, in Serenity the movie, when Mal was like, uh, these Reavers are following us, and then uh, Jane was like, well, I guess we needed more Goram grenades, didn't we? He's the chaotic neutral. Yeah. Now, I will say, Mal had his chaotic evil moment when 
he had the dude in front of the engine of Serenity, like, here, take this money, take it back to what's his testicles, and we'll call it even. And then dude was like, no, I will not. And then he kicked him into the engine and then pulled the next dude up. It's like, here, take this money, take it back to what's his testicles. Yeah. I, I, but I hate so to cut this short, bro. But uh, I got to get back inside and take care of a few things because it looks like it's almost time for me to head home. Hey, that's fine. We've uh, we've actually expended twenty so far twenty minutes of time. So this will be a good uh, a good addition to some behind the scenes stuff. So well, uh, if you, I appreciate if your no problem. I I, I enjoyed talking about it. If there's anything else that you run up with talk, uh, topic wise, uh, let me know and I'll uh, try and do what I can. Uh, these I'm I, I'm gonna be out in like a month to to a uh, little over a month. So um i'm i'm on my way out now so i will talk to you later brother and uh um have a a good rest of your evening Mm, well i'm probably gonna oh no i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna eat my food then i'm gonna go the fuck to bed and pass the fuck out that's what i'm gonna do so i do yeah um but have a good night, sir. Stay safe. Uh, no coronavirus, yeah, please. Yeah, no coronavirus. I'll talk <laughs> to you later, man. All right. All right. You have a good night, sir. And listeners, thank you for listening. Night. All right. So, hello, everybody. Uh, this is a another bonus slash behind-the-scenes episode. Um, Gerald and I have just been having a... Uh, uh, to quote the final episode of Castlevania, real people are talking kind of discussion. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's about stepping outside of your relationship. Is that how it started? Or what? Well, no. You said if a guy ha- if if a guy hadn't had sex with his wife in two years, then what is he supposed to do? Because we were talking about, uh, we were talking about uh, the law where men couldn't uh, rape their wives because for the longest mm-hmm. time, when when a man married a woman, even if she was not interested in having sex at the time, if he forced her, it wasn't a crime because she was his wife. And I staunchly agreed with them implementing a law stating that, no, that is still rape. You cannot force your wife into sexual activity. It is not okay, which is correct because she's not a thing you've acquired. She's a human being. She can still say no to you. Yeah, it goes goes back to the women aren't property. They're humans. Right. But the problem is... As with most laws that get made when it comes to a situation like this, is no one thought, well, a woman might use that in a malicious manner, right? Mm-hmm. And so then we saw, uh, and then we saw that there are some women who would 
uh, use that in a malicious manner and call and would state in divorce courts and child custody cases that her husband mm-hmm. was not only abusing her but raping her. And well, mm-hmm. that's a crime. And if you are convicted as a husband of doing that to your wife, you lose your rights to the kids and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you asked me about John and Lorena Bobbitt, who, yes, were married. And now that I'm looking at them, I remember this. I remember this case because she cut off his she cut off his dick and threw it out a window. And then mm-hmm. when the case came up, she said that he'd been abusing her. So she just mm-hmm. I was like, if he was so abusive that you thought to cut off his genitals, why didn't you just kill him? Mm-hmm. Like. Like, you went and got a knife and then came back and looked from his head all the way down to his privates and said, yeah, I'll take that. Instead of just cutting the man's Mm. damn throat. Why not just cut his throat Mm -hmm. and kill him and put him out of your misery? Like, if you're going to say he abused you and raped you and everything else, well, that's Mm -hmm. still justification for you killing him. So... Uh, I, I all something always <laughs> fell off about that case. Something always fell off about that case. And don't get me wrong, John Bobbitt, from what I remember of that case and what I read on it, was an asshole. He was, I yeah, he was I would dick. yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to have been abusing and raping her. But I'm just saying, if it got that bad that you didn't just run every chance you got. Why was cutting his penis off and throwing it out a window your big revenge? Mm. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong, well, I am absolutely of the the school of thought that death is a release, not a punishment, and that there are worse things mm. in life than death. So maybe she just maybe mm-hmm. that's what she thought too. The the worst thing I could do would be to cut his you know the cut his genitals <clears throat> off. But then again, at the same time, I'm like, nah, you could have did way more damage to him than that than just his genitals. Right. And then <laughs> like I had said before we started this, like she the whole <clears throat> um citizenship thing came into question, at least when I was listening to that podcast. So well, I right. think maybe I think maybe Lorena was Filipino or something. I don't know. That's Maybe? an old case. Like that was that was happening in like I think the nineteen nineties. That's an old it was case. The nineties, exactly. I was uh, I was in high in middle school or high school when that shit happened. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Cortana, uh, not Cortana, <laughs> Alexa. When was the Lorena Bobbitt case? Oh shit. I was uh I was an eighth grader. Yeah. Like I about to say I wasn't even in high school yet, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I was an eighth grader in ninety four. Or no, April. Yeah, I was I was an eighth grader getting ready to transition into high school. Because didn't was the 12. first Independence Day come out? Didn't the first Independence Day come out in ninety four? I, I 
I don't know. I was 12 or 13 in 1994. Hmm. I was, uh, at that point in time in 1994, I was 12. Because I was born in 82. Well, if you were 12, then I was 11, because I was born in 83. Yes, you were 11. So, yeah, I was only 11 years old. I was in middle school? Maybe? <laughs> I should have been in middle school. 11? Yeah, when I was, yeah. No, no, I was in fifth grade. Yeah, I was in mm. fifth grade. I wasn't, because mm. it when in, in the state, in North Carolina, when I got old mm-hmm. enough, instead of, instead of us going to middle school, they had a school specifically for fifth grade for some reason. And so we all got sent to that school. It was Tabernacle. So we all got sent to Tabernacle, which was a school specifically for the fifth grade. There were there, there wasn't a fourth or a sixth grade. It was just fifth grade. And then after we got out of fifth grade, then we got sent to middle school for sixth and seventh and eighth. And then high school was nine, eighth 10, grade. 11, and 12. Right. But you said Tabernacle. That sounds like some religious shit. That's what it was called. <laughs> It wasn't like a hmm. Christian school or anything, but that's what it was called. Yeah, but then uh, I, I still live in North Carolina, and it's it's still in the Bible Belt. So, yeah, uh, if it was called Tabernacle, I can, I can understand uh, it being... Okay, so for some reason, I'm getting all kinds of beeps on my phone. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But anyways, so yeah. Um, but uh, then what, to get back on what the topic we started this off on. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Then we went into the question of, well, if your wife hasn't been with you sexually in two years, what do you do? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you need to have a discussion and ask, uh, and if and if they're choosing not to have sex with you, you have to figure out, well, why? And the only thing I could really think of mm-hmm. is a medical condition. So if it's not a medical condition mm-hmm. that is preventing them from having uh, sex with you, but it's them choosing not to, they're just saying no, then now you have to have a serious discussion with them of why that is the case. And then we brought it, and then we brought up Ron White and uh, is the dick too small? Is it because I'm not nutting? Uh, asking for a friend, of course. Well, right, but once again, nothing in a relationship will ever be solved if you don't talk to the person. And if the reason you won't talk to that person about a problem you're having in your relationship is because you think that will destroy the relationship, then you really have to put your relationship under a scope. You sh- Neither you nor your partner should be afraid to talk mm-hmm. to the other about something you have like a serious issue with. Right? Indeed. So mm-hmm. you need to... So if, if this is the case, if male or female, if, if your wife 
is refusing to, if your wife is refusing to have sex with you, or if your husband is refusing to have sex with you, you have to sit them down and have the conversation as to why. If they are outright just deciding they don't want to, then that is also, you need to be like, well, why? And you may not like the answer. The answer you get, you mm. may hate the answer you get, but you, but mm -hmm. it, but if you don't ask the question, then you can't find a solution, and it just continues to be a problem, right? And right. if exactly, and then if it, and if the dynamic of the relationship hasn't changed, meaning you both still love each other, and they say, well, "Yeah, I, I may not want to be intimate with you, but I do still love you. I still want to be with you. I don't want our, I don't want to like end our relationship. I don't want to go our separate ways because I do love you and want to be there. I'm just not sexually interested." And I brought up one of my friends, uh, a friend of mine who we call Duke, um, and his girlfriend who is asexual. And she has no interest in sex and doesn't have sex. But they talked about it, and she gave him permission to go out and find other girls to have sex with. Because, well, Duke still has a sex drive. But he loves her, and she loves him. That was a solution that they came up mm -hmm. with that allowed them to continue their relationship. And they seem to be doing just fine. So the same thing isn't going right. to – the same solution isn't going to work for every relationship, but you can't find a solution for your problem if you don't even bring it up. And I feel like this yeah. is something I've noticed in a lot of relationships that I have observed. It feels very much like in every relationship it is hard to complain to your partner. And it's not always, and I hate categorizing it as a complaint, but it is basically a mm. complaint. And this is both the, the husband right. and the wife, both the man and the woman in the relationship. It is very difficult to complain to your partner about something that they're doing that you think is wrong. But if you don't talk to them about mm -hmm. it, they're going to continue doing it. And that is going to become a problem in your relationship that continues. And a lot of people are afraid to approach the other person with complaints because they don't want it to damage the relationship. Well, your relationship also needs to be strong enough to be able to survive those things. And if it's not strong enough to survive those right. things – not talking about it now is not going to save it later. And, and I can guarantee mm. you that. All it's going to do is, con mm -hmm. is keep compounding upon itself until something gives. And it may not be now. It may not be till 14 years from now. But something is going to fucking give. So you might as well do it now Indeed. and save 14 years of time. Because uh, there's a there's a stand up comedian that I really like called Christopher Titus, and in the last stand up, huh? That motherfucker. Yeah. The last stand up <laughs> he did that I remember watching. I don't know if he's done a new one since then. I haven't been able to find it. I haven't heard anything about it. Was Love Is Evil, and he talked about his divorce with his wife, and he went 14 years with this woman until she basically attacked him. And then when he decided to sit her down and talk to her about it, she asked for a divorce immediately. Mm -hmm. 
And he had no idea where mm. this was coming from. And he freely admitted he was just an asshole with a thin veneer of charming on, right? He wasn't the he's not the best of person, but he did everything he could to make his relationship work, right? And and that's what I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people do. They're so afraid of the relationship ending that they're unwilling to bring up serious problems that are happening in it. And I'm not talking about bringing up every little complaint you got. There's going to be some things you just need to let go. Like, if they clip their toenails, it just be like, hey, could you do that in the bathroom? Right? It, you, if you're <laughs> complaining nonstop 24-7 about every little fucking thing, you're the problem. There's no, a, you're the there problem. problem. If you're complaining about every little thing 24-7, you are the problem. And you need to reevaluate the mm. things that you're complaining about all the damn time. Because there are serious issues, right. and then there are minor little bullshit issues that either could be solved easily, or you just, you, you're going to have to accept for that person. Because no one is perfect. No relationship is perfect. Some things you're going to have to let slide. What you're trying to do is deal with right. the, the issues that can't be ignored. That's what you're trying to deal with. Those, like, if your spouse doesn't want to uh, fuck you, that's an issue that can't be ignored, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. That that's my take on um, that. Right. So, um, I'm just remembering now. Uh, it's so going off your your thing about how stuff and things and. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I'm a little intoxicated, but whatever. Well, but like, yeah, this is a serious point. You know, like those those little things at the start of the relationship that you think are cute. Like, oh, she's, you know, she's chewing out the dude at McDonald's because her burger still has onions on it. And that's so cute at the beginning of the relationship, but mid stage, you're like clawing your face because she sent you out to get her a burger from McDonald's and you forgot that she doesn't like the onions on it. And then you bring it back and she opens the fucking thing, opens the bun, throws it at you like, I told you no onions. You got to be careful about that shit. Well, once again, <sighs> communication <laughs> in any relationship is key. As simple as that. Like, in a lot of my relationships, mm-hmm. I would bring my complaints up with my girlfriends. I, I love spoiling my girlfriends. I love being able to give them the things they want when they want them. Because I love that it brings a smile mm-hmm. to their face. I love when I make them laugh. Um, and like I, I love when they're happy because it, it first off, it satisfies the the designed primal male in me that says I'm providing for my spouse, right? Um, right. And the second is because mm-hmm. they're happy. And since they're happy, I too can be happy as long as I like, I don't feel like as long as I'm not sacrificing it, like my own health and stuff like that. But usually that, that that's never been the case. I say usually, but that's never been the case. Um, but it's, 
it is fulfilling to make someone else happy. It really is, right? But if they're yeah. doing happy wife, happy life. I don't like that saying because that's not the case. You could be doing everything <laughs> you can to make your wife fucking happy and she could be making you miserable. That is not the fucking case. Yeah. A happy wife does not yeah. equal a happy life nor a happy relationship. Because otherwise, why wouldn't it be the flip of that? <laughs> a happy husband is a happy life. A happy man is that. Why wouldn't it be the flip? Why is it only if the woman is happy, then everybody else? No, bullshit. That, that's bullshit. I've seen too many relationships <laughs> to believe that stupid phrase. Um, but I will bring up complaints that I have with my significant other at the time, right? With my girlfriend at the time. And it is, it, and it's scary. It's scary to do it, especially when you love that person, especially when you care about that person, because you don't want to do anything to mess it up and make them want to walk away. But as I've gotten older, I've also come to understand that if me bringing my grievances to you makes you walk out the door like and not just any grievance not i hate the way you smack when you're eating ice cream or some shit like that but like one of one of the grievances mm. i had with a girlfriend of mm, mine yeah. is we go like a week without talking right but she would be on her facebook updating mm -hmm. her facebook every day and i even told her to her face i was like you pay more attention to your facebook than me and I'm your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I'm your man. And you give your Facebook more mm -hmm. attention than mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So, and that relationship ended not too shortly after that, right? And I didn't want to bring it up because I was afraid right. that that's what would happen. It would cause a rift and she would leave. But once again, I've gotten to the point where now I understand that if you bringing legitimate grievances to your significant other is what causes them to leave, they were always going to leave. It was just a matter of when. Mm. That relationship was not going to last. Right. Even if you got married and were married for years, once again, something was going to give. The only reason oh, they were God. there is because you were doing things that made them happy. So they were happy to stay there and let you do it. And at that point, that just relegates you to being a servant. And I'm not cool with that. Or, or as uh, Lenore would call it, well, you're my pet yeah. now. <laughs> like, some people are fine with being pets. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I've seen those relationships, too. Some people are perfectly fine with being a pet. I'm not. So those relationships never worked. And it's funny because whenever I uh, I meet new friends, like when I'm working a job or something like that, and they ask me, hey, uh, like, are you married? Do you have kids? And I'm like, no, I don't. And they're like, really? Why not? And I'm like, well, um, I haven't found a woman to – I'm only <laughs> interested in having kids with a woman that I marry, and all of my relationships uh, never get to that point. And they go, why? And I go, well, I'm not perfect. But part of the thing is when women do stupid shit, I call them on it. I go, hey, why the fuck are you doing that? Stop it. I don't say it in those words, but I bring up those problems. And every time, and I'm talking every time, I'm not even exaggerating. 
every time I say that, the men around me go, oh, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> they go, oh, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> And uh, um, even even in in my own job, and and thankfully, uh, you know, Christian, I haven't had, uh, and I'm gonna go along the litany: the crotch fruit, the fuck trophies, the crib midgets, whatever. And I'm and I am greatly thankful that we didn't because of the situation that we've been in. And people are like, oh, you don't have kids? And I'm like, no, we have cats. They're bad enough. And roll my eyes because to be fair, Smoosh and Tiny Floof are bad enough. Because they're um, so like you've you've seen that uh, that meme shared as like a Twitter post or whatever, where it's like men only want one thing and it's fucking disgusting. I've seen similar things, yes. Yeah, and there was one where it was it was that Twitter post, but then it was a. Uh, a big tittied pregnant wife with a daughter like Papa welcome home uh, yeah I, I don't want that uh, this man only wants one thing and it's fucking disgusting and it's a uh, you know it's a, a healthy wife a good supply of beer and time on the Xbox and time chatting with friends and doing podcast recordings that's what I want. And if that's fucking disgusting, then far be it for me to shame you on your thoughts of what's disgusting, but fuck you. Also. Actually, that brings up a point. I was listening to a podcast today while I was editing, and it was between Joe Rogan and Jordan B. Uh, Jordan B. Peterson. Um, and Jordan B. Peterson, if no one knows who he is, he is a... Uh, he was a university teacher, and I believe he is a psychologist by trade. Uh, I might be wrong about both those things because this just popped up in my head, and I haven't actually looked into it. Um, but look up Jordan B. Peterson. Mm-hmm. You can easily find him. If you look up uh, Joe Rogan's uh, talk show, he's had Jordan B. Peterson uh, on his talk show like two or three times. And you can find him and you can listen to him. A very, very, very intelligent man. I don't agree with him on all of his views, but he's a very intelligent guy and he brings quite a different perspective to things. And I I hear truth in a lot of the things he says. Hmm? Now, now that you say it, um, is Peterson a leftist? Leftists wouldn't say he is. Leftists have been trying to destroy him for a long time. Oh, so he's somebody I'd be uh, happy to... Uh... Not necessarily. Yeah, okay, yeah. I Gotcha. Because some <laughs> of the stuff he says rings true that hurts because 
he he explains the positives and the negatives of things and uh, some of the times those negatives oh. i go oh yeah i do that i need to stop mm-hmm. um so don't just expect yeah. that you're gonna like what he has to say just because the leftists don't like him uh, that's a th- that's a thing you need to be careful of you tend to do that this is like the third or fourth time yeah. that I've had to be like, dude, don't just assume just because leftists don't like them that you're going to like what they have to say. But because the truth doesn't. Well, who was, who was the other mm-hmm. two times? Who was the other two uh, times? One was uh, other times it's happened, but I can't remember like specifically who I was talking about. I'm sorry. My brain doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. If we go back to the podcast. If we go back to the podcast, you'll uh, because I've even told you before, it doesn't matter who the truth comes from, because the truth is the truth, no matter how you look at it. Like, and there there are right. there are three kinds of and... truth. There's personal truth. There's well, I, I, I was listening to uh, someone talk about this. And it was there's mm. personal truth, which is true, because mm-hmm. that's that's a lot about what the hashtag Me Too movement about my personal truth. How tell you? How dare you tell me what my truth is? That's a that's a big thing that the leftists like to push. How dare you tell mm-hmm. me what my truth is? Well, I'm not saying what your truth mm-hmm. is. What I personally, Sukinode Gerald personally believes in is the objective truth. And the thing about the objective truth is it's mm-hmm. the truth, no matter how you look at it period the sun exists right that's an objective truth no matter how you look at it there's a sun in the sky yeah the the objective truth doesn't give a shit what your political leanings are it's the truth doesn't care about politics Uh, doesn't care if you're rich if you're poor doesn't care if you're young if you're old doesn't care if you're stupid doesn't care if you're smart doesn't care what race you are doesn't care what your views are (laughs) the objective truth is the objective effing truth and it never changes it's kind of why i like it so much (laughs) um yeah yeah yeah. so continue but he continue sorry i was i Interrupt you're like fine. I normally do. But uh, Peterson Sorry. brought up an interesting fact about the difference between men and women. And I say all the time, men and women aren't that different. Physically, <laughs> yes. But mentally, not really. There are big it, – it's kind of like uh, – I, I think the, the best way I think of it is because there have been times when me and my cousin, who's my best friend since we were little we, – Blue. No. No, your I thought your cousin was cousin was blue. Blue is my cousin, but he's not my best friend. It's Novell. Um, but uh, gotcha. Born only like a month or two. Born only about a two a month and a half apart. About like a month and some change apart. Um, Mm. and grew up together. Right, my best friend. And every time mm. we're in the same room together, people will tell us both how we're basically just twins. We're just each other. But there are huge differences <laughs> between me and my cousin. And no one recognizes those differences more than we do, right? And people who really know us, like our family knows the differences between us because they really know us. And that's what it is with men and women. We're not very different, 
but the differences that we do have are huge. And one of the things that Jordan B. Peterson brought up is the fact that there's a difference in the fundamental way of what men and women uh, are, 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 I want to say, I'm trying to think of the exact word he used, but I guess attracted to or find interesting. So women uh, on the majority part are more interested in people which is why they're very good at service jobs and things like that. Things where they have to interact with people, women are usually the bigger portion of that job trade and are better at it because they're naturally interested in that thing, whereas men are more interested in things. So we build and we create shit and we put stuff together and that's just a natural difference between men and women is that always the case no but the majority of the time yes um i forgot where i was going with this <laughs> hmm. I got into the I got Welcome into the train of thought and I forgot what <laughs> I forgot where I was going with it. But really it was just it, it's just the my... differences. That's the thing. It, it, it's the differences. Um Yeah. So um well we were we were talking about originally talking about the uh husband wife rape thing and then we got to uh Lorena and John Bobbitt and then you went spectacularly let me say on your um off the rails on the crazy train thing so yes well yeah and like we were talking about uh when the Lorena Bobbitt thing happened, we were talking about spouses and relationships and, and talking to each other and uh, how a lot of uh, almost all of my relationships ended because I brought up actual problems that, that I thought we had in the relationship. And also on that note, understand that when those relationships ended, nothing was ever solved. The women nodded their heads as if they understood what I was saying. They even would open their mouths and agree with me. And then they would just not do anything to fix it, right? They like they would just go back to doing the exact same thing that I just asked them. Hey, this is a problem. Don't could you not do that? And I've always told all my girlfriends mm. if uh, I've always told all my girlfriends if there is an issue with our relation, if you feel like there's an issue with our relationship, never feel like you can't come to me and talk to me about it ever. I try to be fairly reasonable, right. right? So if you got a problem with our relationship, just talk to me because we can't fix it if we don't talk about it. And especially if I don't know, because I may be doing something that I don't know is a problem. So you have to say something. <laughs> so, so take that right. as you will. I'm not a perfect person, but I like to think that I at least try to solve problems that that arise in front of me because I don't like having problems. Like I don't like something being a problem. I like peace and quiet. I honestly like peace and quiet. I don't want to have to be worried about, well, I don't want to have to figure out the subtext of a sentence. Right. Like screw that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. 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 
Um, you know, you are not wrong, good sir. So you're gonna ask something? Mm, I don't think so. I, I didn't. I'm pretty much done at that point. I don't remember what my original point is. I think I was just pointing out the fact the 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 Jordan B. Peterson thing. Um, but mm. yeah, and then I was like, well, is he a leftist? Because I, um, listeners. There are very few leftists that I like to listen to. One of them is Scott Adams, because he likes to consider himself left of Bernie. He's also the creator of Dilbert, which is how I know of him. And, uh, you know, we can go from there. But yeah, no, you're fine. Continue. But back to our original subject, like relationships, if you have a problem with your relationship, Mm -hmm. just talk to the other person about it. Don't be angry. Don't be spiteful. Don't yell. Sit down. Take the time you need to calm and center yourself and then sit down and have a conversation with that person. Even if they get angry and yell, don't reciprocate. Uh, This is one thing I've noticed in relationships, too. And this just came to mind. But a lot of the time when one spouse decides to like, let's say you have to look at a relationship like you're both foreign countries and you're trying to solidify your relations. Right. So you're always in conferences and you're always trying Mm -hmm. to uh, figure out trade contracts and things like that. You do this. I'll do that. You do this. I'll do that. So. One of the biggest issues I've seen in a lot of relationships is one country will go, well, fuck this, and they'll just press the nuke button. And then the other country Mm. will go, well, fuck you too, and press the nuke button. That never solves anything. Now, mm. don't get now. I have heard many times that yeah, me and my husband or me and my wife, we just got into this knuckle dragged out fight and got it all out of our system, and now we're fine. I've only ever heard that like once. I've never. I've huh? From me? No, not from you. From me. So twice, if you're saying that's what happens, I've only ever mm-hmm. heard of that working twice now. That is not the rule of thumb. Sometimes. That, like, that is not a rule of thumb. <laughs> Usually all that does is cause more animosity and pent-up re- uh, resentment. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot... It, Sometimes. Uh, yeah, but your case and the case I'm talking about are exceptions to the rule, not the rule. I of all the relationships I've seen, yours are the exception. If that's the case, um, right? Okay, so yes, but continue. If they press the nuke button and you press the nuke button, nothing's getting solved. It, it, you're just still at war. You're just still at war, hmm. right? You, you have to make the decision not to press the nuke button. Mm-hmm. You have to be level-headed in your argument and be solid in your argument, right? So, 
Right. And everybody's relationship's different. Everybody's going to find a different solution. But you can't find that solution if you don't talk about the problem. Indeed. Once again, Gerald's spitting out all that truth. Well, that might be a personal truth. I want it to be an objective truth, but that might be a personal truth. <laughs> no, why not both? Because you can't have both. The objective truth is a truth no matter what. A personal truth is a truth to you, not necessarily someone else. Yeah, but why not both? Because you can have an objective truth that's also a personal truth. And of course, mm. I'm also quoting that that tiny little Mexican girl who's like, "Why not both?" And then you know, it's it's the commercial for the Mexican taco stuff or whatever. Mm. Well, well, I don't personally see it that way. And yes, an objective truth can be. It's not really a personal truth. If it is an objective truth, because that's just the truth. So now you just believe the truth. The personal truth would be if you don't believe the objective truth. Now, well, now it's a personal truth because the objective truth doesn't change regardless of whether you believe it or not. You can believe, once again, the sun in the sky because it's the easiest, it's the easiest example. You can believe all you want that there's no sun in the sky. But that's an objective truth. There is. And you can also believe there's a sun in the sky. But you're not believing in an objective truth. You just It's just the truth. It's there. You can see it. It's not a personal truth at that point. Right. So do you feel... Uh... You've exposited. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm actually done this time. I'm actually done this time. Well, I, I don't say that in a bad way, but when you know when I say that you can have both, like you can have your personal belief that is also the truth, and then you were saying, you know, well, what you were that's saying. the problem, though. To have a belief is to not know what the truth is because it's a belief. You believe it without any way of proving whether you're wrong or right. So if the objective truth is there and it's the truth no matter what, there is no belief. See what I'm saying? For a personal truth is believing the, that you believe that this is the way it happened. But if we know exactly the way it happened, then there is no such – there's no belief in, in there because that's the way it happened. So uh, a good example is religion. You believe there's a god, but there's no mm. way to prove it. There's no factual way of proving that there's a god. That's why belief is, and faith is so important. But if God just stepped on the earth tomorrow and was like, hey, I'm God, did a bunch of miracles and stuff and proved it – there's no longer any faith. There's no longer any belief because he's right there. 
Yeah. And also I could uh, I could quote contact when McConaughey's character was talking to uh what's her name? Um the lesbian. I don't you know I didn't watch contact. Jodie Foster. Yeah, there we go. Jodie Foster. So McConaughey in contact was a uh, I want to say a priest because that's uh, that's how the other asshole dude called him and then Foster is the the out and out scientist and then uh, so McConaughey was like do you love your dad and Jodie Foster was like yeah and then he was like, prove it. And then she just had this like, can't compute look on her face. And because you're, because you were mentioning faith, that's kind of how shit like that goes, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find words here. And, uh, yeah. Well. Does that make any sense? No. <laughs> At least not to me. It, maybe it does to one of our listeners. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, no. no. I, I'm not seeing. Mm. I, I'm unfortunately not seeing what you're seeing. Mm. Okay. So in that case. I'm going to go finish making my goddamn dinner that I started two hours ago. But I'm going to actually make it now and uh, devour it very tastily. And uh, we will see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Central. Time. So, yes. Well... I prefer oh, 2 p.m. My time, time is yes. not 2 p.m. Anyone else's time. <laughs> you you don't don't show up 2 p.m. My time. But <laughs> wait, wait, hang the fuck on. Are you are you trying to do like a like a? I don't even want to fucking say no, it. No, not black time. Racist. Personally, my time. It's like... <sighs> yeah. Because okay. I was going to say yeah, CPT. No, no, no. I'm... no, no, but no, I no, didn't no. I'm not talking about 2 p.m. <laughs> black people time, which would be like three hours past 2 p.m. Central. I mean, personally, Gerald time. 2 p.m. my time is not 2 p.m. Central. <laughs> mm, that that's like uh it's like 330 oh, no. then i yeah, guess I, we're talking decades are you smoking the devil's lettuce are no, you partaking perfectly of the sober. devil's lettuce good sir So it's it's just your 
your lack of uh, motivation then? No, it's just my time decades? <laughs> when I get around to it. There's a reason I keep a schedule. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. Yes. It's, uh, it's when I feel like fucking doing it. Fuck <laughs> you and get off my lawn. Shit. Gotcha. Hmm. All right, so uh, I will end this uh, second half of a bonus episode uh, here so I can go actually make myself something to eat because all I've had is a uh, buffalo chicken, uh, one of those things, what the fuck you call it, uh, stromboli. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we will see you all tomorrow at three my time um, mm. at some point Gerald's time. And uh, yeah, so stay safe. Wash your fucking hands every 90 minutes and take care, everybody.